Guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another ESL podcast, man. I'm your host, Star Studio, as usual. And today we're diving into the good stuff. We got two videos we're going to be banging out today, okay? So how to handle meetings on the go. So remember, before you actually watch this video, you're going to see exactly how it works. Um, but at the same time, we're going to be talking about over the past couple of videos, you know, uh, what is it? The last video in the last Business English podcast that, you know, her and people being pressured to do things. And the next thing you know, when you're overwhelmed, you become like very aggressive and authoritative to other people and stuff like that. So let's see what happens from here. So here we go. How to handle meetings on the go. Now, how many of your meetings take place in the office hallway, okay, at a coffee machine, water cooler, whatever it may be? So considering today's fast-paced business environment, chances are that this happens very often, right? So not that the corridor meeting is anything new. Like back in the 1970s, HP encouraged people to get out of their offices and to walk around and to share their problems <laughs> with other people to build relationships, apparently. But they called it management by wandering around, MBWA. So 40 years later, obviously, the management culture at companies like Disney, 3M, PepsiCo, Lucasfilm, Walmart is based on that MBWA. But if you're going to hold meetings on the run, there are one or two things you should know, okay? Now, obviously, I'm going to hurry up and get over here and make sure I open up this goddamn window so I can get a little bit of airflow in here. So here we go. Number one, be careful not to have a meeting in the hallway when you're in a rush to get somewhere else, okay, or the person you're talking to is. See, bosses won't thank you for making them late for an important meeting or even a game of golf, to be honest with you. Number two, feeling hurried also means you probably won't be able to pay full attention. All right. And you will be more likely to make decisions you'll regret, such as Heather accepting to do that presentation for Alan. Right. And if you're not sitting down behind a desk and you're thinking about it, and someone's hurrying up and trying to pressure you and say, hey, man, you just have to hurry up and, you know, uh, uh, sign here. You know, I remember Les Brown told that very famous story about him signing off on a property. A year later, they said, hey, this property is going up for foreclosure. You didn't get this done, da, 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 da. But the guy tried to hurry up and make haste and say, listen, I got three other people who are waiting right now. OK, three other people who are waiting right now. And if you don't sign, I'll just give it to them. Little, do, little did he know that was a bunch of bullshit because he wanted to hurry up and make sure he took every necessary step to get the property checked. But because this guy wanted to hurry up and make him do something, he regretted it in the end. So be very careful. So before you say yes, just to make your escape, make sure you really mean yes. Okay. It would be better to say, okay, let me get back to you. Or, okay, let me think about it. Right. Because right now I'm in a hurry and I don't want to make a hasteful decision. She said at the end, I can't promise you anything. But the thing is, Alan, he probably like, hey, yeah, she's going to do it for me. But the thing is, she said, hey, I'm not exactly sure. So you need to hold your horses is what my mom would always say. And number three, sometimes if you're busy, you'll automatically say no to more work. And you may miss a fantastic opportunity to advance your career. 
Now, the thing is, and you guys are going to hear this coming up, and you guys may have already heard me mention it, because this is what, a day after, yeah, this is, yeah, yeah, so Valentine's Day, obviously, just yesterday, so we're 13 days away from debuting that very controversial podcast, and me, because I learned to set boundaries, even for clients who pay me a ridiculous amount of money, learning to say no and saying, you know what, that's not good enough probably shot myself in the foot in terms of getting a long-term contract and continuing with this company. And it wasn't about print. It, it, it was so much about if I continue letting them do this, they're going to continue doing this overall. And it's going to become even more frustrating rather than putting my foot down and saying, you know what? Fuck that. You guys have failed. I'm not going to wait outside one and a half hours for you to pick me up and to take you and to do a rush job. I can't do that anymore. You guys have done this before on a number of occasions over the past couple of months. And here I got to put my foot down and say, listen, I'm not here to blame, but that's just not good enough. I'm not going to wait out here in this smog infested, sweating my ass off because there are no stores around underneath for you to pick me up, to get to work and to hurry up and get everything set up as if nothing happened. Knowing damn well everything wrong went, had happened. Now, going back to number three, I said, no, I'm not coming in to train today. Could that have missed? Could I have missed a fantastic opportunity going ahead in mid-March, late March to continue training at this company? Absolutely. The chances of this company renewal, renewing with me after what had happened today just because I put my foot down, slim to none. Am I okay with that? Absolutely. Why? Because now I know when it comes to business, there are certain things you cannot just let people off the hook with. You guys will hear the majority of that coming up real soon. So in saying that, no helps to give a, and so it helps to give a reason for saying no, right? That's exactly what I did today. But keep it brief and vague. If you go into lengthy ex, uh, explanations, you're inviting the person to negotiate with you. And guess what? They're going to end up saying, Ugh. and if you always give that, oh, well, I don't know. Uh, the moment you do that, they'll exploit you. And so what's going to happen now? We're going to listen to a very constructive conversation between Tony, the guy that got yelled at and, you know, getting some tea and Anton, the sales manager. Okay. And then I want you to think and keep in mind, how would you rate Anton's leadership skills? And then after that, Anton is going to meet with, of course, the one and the only, uh, what is it? Not uh, Meet with uh, Alan to discuss. So we got two of these wonderful videos that are going to be coming up and you better prepare yourself. All right, so in saying that, here we go. Three, two, and one. Um, Mr. Vega. Mr. Vega? Tony, you're Heather's new assistant, aren't you? How's it going? Well, actually, that was what I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, do you have a moment? Uh, well, I'm on my way to talk to Alan about the Paris conference next week, but sure, what's on your mind? Well, uh, as you know, I'm supposed to get 100 hours training as part of my traineeship. Yes. But Heather's been keeping me so busy. So far, I've only had about 10. I've tried talking to her about it, but 
I'm just working flat out the whole time. Well, it is a busy office. We all work very hard. No, I know that, Mr. Vega. It's just that without the training, I'm finding it really difficult to do some parts of my job. OK, look, Tony, why don't I have a word with Heather about this? Don't worry, I won't mention that you've spoken to me. There has been a lot of pressure this month, what with Milan and Paris, so I can understand she needs you to help her out. But, obviously, you must get the training you're entitled to. As you say, you'll be no use to us without it. So, leave it with me and we'll work something out, OK? Thanks a lot, Mr Vega. OK, I better get these papers to Heather. She's got a big presentation to do in Paris next week. Uh, sorry, Heather's got a presentation in Paris, did you say? <laughs> yeah, that's right. She's standing in for Alan and I'm helping her prepare. Right, uh, off, off you go then. Ah, so here we go. What has happened? Well, the thing is, Anton had found out through one of the assistants that Alan will not be doing that presentation in Paris. Now, remember, I had to we had uh, did did that in the uh, what is it in the previous um, what is it in the previous episode? Right. So, again, uh, the, the whole the, pretty good. Not bad. Um, if I was Tony, would I feel very convinced? Not really. Have a word with her about what? You know what I mean? Like, I mean, unless you're a high performance trainer, you would say, listen, we're going to need Tony to get those hours in as, uh, as fast as possible. So when can we start scheduling him? How can I help you? How can I be of assistance? You know what I mean? So if I was Tony and him running around and everything and then getting the papers to her and then now, obviously, Alan is going to have to face Anton in terms of why he ended up giving the presentation to Heather without consulting, of course, Anton first. So this is the last video of the bunch. And so what you are going to do here is, again, ju just it's totally up to you. Do you think, uh, what is it, Anton did the best thing in terms of how he approached Alan in the hallway? And we will discuss and I'll let you go. So here we go. Three, two, one. Mom, uh, I'll have to call you back later, okay? Okay, bye. Uh, ah, Alan, just the person I was looking for. Have you got a moment? Uh, Anton, yeah, sure. Actually, I was just on my way to speak to you. Yes, I expect you were. <laughs> What's this I hear about Heather doing the uh, Infotech presentation instead of you? Ah, uh, she told you. No, but word gets around. Alan, you know I specifically asked you to do the Infotech presentation because that conference attracts the kind of organisations you mostly work with. Besides, Heather's incredibly busy at the moment. And frankly, I don't appreciate people making their own arrangements without consulting me first. Now, why can't you go to Paris? Um, it's my grandfather. He's rather seriously ill, and I really need to be with him and my family. Your grandfather? Yes, I know it sounds like a, a poor excuse, but we're really close. And... I know you say to keep our personal lives out of our jobs, but I Why just... can't you go and see him after the Infotech conference? The doctors aren't very optimistic at this stage. Oh, I see. Look, Alan, I'm sorry about your grandfather, but... I do need you in Paris next week. For a start, you speak French and Heather doesn't. So, I suggest... You get on the next plane to wherever it is your parents live in the States and then get back here for next Thursday so you can go to Paris on Friday. Oh, thanks, Anton. That's great. But how will I have time to get everything prepared? 
We'll have to sort something out. I'm staying out of this, Alan. Well, talk to Heather about it, see if she can help you out. Oh, and while you're at it, you can tell her that I've got another lead for her in Milan, so she may have to fly back out there again before the end of the week. Now remember at the beginning of the first one, Heather went to Milan and then they were just standing, standing them up the entire time and it was a total waste of time, right? Now, he, Alan, is put between a rock and a hard place because now he's going to go back and have to tell her, hey, listen, don't worry, I'll do the presentation. She's going to be like, wait, I just wasted two hours preparing. And then he's going to be like, sorry. And oh, by the way, you're going to have to go back to Italy in a couple of days. Do you know how angry she's going to be? Now, with Anton, in regards to Anton, now in the whole situation in general, could An could Alan have just gone to Anton to talk to him? Absolutely. You know, go to the main source. Do I think Anton did a good job? And, you know, uh, oh, the presentation, da 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 You're putting work before life. And to be honest with you, I'm sorry. You could fuck right off. If something is wrong with my mother and my job would say, oh, Arsenio, but we really need you. Uh, fuck you. We really need you. You don't need me. And you don't give a damn about me because you're telling me to stand in without even seeing my mom. I'll tell you what, I quit. I mean, seriously, I would be that straightforward with everything. And this is again, like I've said so many times, this is why I'm a solopreneur and an entrepreneur. I have my own business online because I do not respect people at all who put their money, their assets over my own personal life. If something were to happen to my mother, you could get, you could fuck right off. That's my whole phrase for today. Don't say that to anyone. Fuck right off. I'm going to get on the next plane without even telling you. And this is what's so great. You, you know, just like yesterday, right? Um, I got a message from my telephone provider service. They're like, hey, you can sign up for your third booster shot. I said, really? I said, yeah, this, this might be bullshit, but it's coming from the same number. So let me check. Clicked it. I signed up. Five minutes later, confirm. Monday, 3 p.m., booster shot. Go get it at Bungsu Grand Central Station. I said, oh, my God. So I took the photo, and I said, hey, here you are. I'm not going to be going in to teach my student from 4.30 to 6.30. She's like, oh, you got the booster shot. Awesome. Okay, no problem. She didn't say, no, but you really need to Excuse me? Fuck, you're really neat. She didn't say that, though, but I'm just saying. There are some jobs like that. And I'll go back for the last time. I remember I told them I had to take off because I was going to go somewhere. I forgot what it was. It was like a vacation. And it was crazy. Remember, I was working at that really toxic workplace culture of a tutorial center out there at Future Park Rangsit, uh, in the north side of Bangkok. And I remember I went to tell this guy. I didn't even have to tell him. All I do is tell the staff and that's it. I ain't got to tell that motherfucker anything. But he's the one that wanted to really uh, like a lot of control over me and wanted to control everything about me. And I remember that I told him, hey, I'm going on vacation just to let you know. Oh, well, we're, we're pretty thin with teachers right now, but okay. Hey, listen, I didn't ask you. I wasn't asking you. I was telling you, this is non-negotiable. Who the fuck do you think you are? And I hate to use so much profanity, but it's just amazing how some people, this head teacher, this head teacher who wasn't even a... A, a pathetic soul to begin with to act like he has a say in my life i'm taking off nothing you can do i'm telling you i'm not asking you 
Um, you know, and I'm a, and I thought I had one more story, but I remember, you know, I was doing some big special projects in May, June, July, and August of 2019, uh, just a year before COVID had come. And this uh, Manupa, okay, we call her Manupa. Okay, this is basically a grumpy old lady. Okay, you guys may have heard it already. You know me say it at some point. This, uh, she didn't give me any work. She was given all the work. And I hate to always say this, but to some of the Caucasian teachers, whether they're from England, South Africa, whatever it may be, she wasn't giving me any work whatsoever. And I'm like, okay. And remember, three years ago, I was always after work, 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 work. I need more work. I need more work. Now I'm a, I have my own economy, right? And it's such a beautiful thing to have. But in saying that, I canceled a couple of salad- Saturdays to do workshops with some of the biggest banks out here in Bangkok. And I'm like, yeah, hey, I'm not coming Saturday or Sunday. And she ended up saying, oh, I'm keeping count of, you know, all the times you cancel Saturday and Sunday. I said, you can keep count all the fuck, the, all the fuck you want to. Are you shitting me? Keeping count? I'm going to take off whenever the fuck I want to take off. You could write that down in your bullshit ass book, too. Like, uh, I just amazed. I'm like, you got plenty of your wonderful, beautiful teachers that you've given all the work to. So don't even bring it over here and say, oh, well, you know, I'm keeping count because, you know, you canceled a lot of Saturdays. So? Because I can. And there's nothing that you're going to do about it. And do you think the main guy at the other, you you know, the main guy that works here, do you think he's really going to give a fuck? He's all about the money. As long as you get another fill-in teacher to go in there and do what I do. And you know, it's so funny, probably back in 2018, 2019, what ended up happening is because I don't write a lot of my lesson plan down because they really don't give us much anyways. Some woman of a teacher, I don't know, I'm guessing she hasn't come around in years uh, since then because, you know, the pandemic and everything, but Apparently, she had complained to them, say, oh, there was no lesson plan. I didn't know where to go. And the next, you know, she, that Manupa came to me and said, oh, make sure you write everything down, write everything down, write everything down. And I'm like, oh, my God. And so that was the bureaucracy and the control that that specific individual had always wanted over me. But now, no way would that happen because I'm fully in control of everything. So in saying that, people, man, what a breakdown. What a breakdown of everything. Um. That just goes to show you that do you work, and I'm just going to give you this question. Do you work for a place that really appreciates you? Do you work for a company that appreciates you? I'm just going to leave you with that question for today. Thank you so much for tuning in to another another podcast. I'm so grateful as always. And again, make sure you follow me on our Studio ZSL podcast on Instagram. I'll see you there over and out.